0: We will call on Mr. Vidya Kisoon to give his views and comments on the amendment, the proposed amendment to the Constitution. Thank you very much, Audrey, and good afternoon, members of Parliament, friends, students, uh, Maulana Zanjibari, Sister Danuta usually at this time of the afternoon, we usually ask people if you want to get up and stretch, please do so. You know, it's, it's, it's a Saturday afternoon. And I would like to express my appreciation, especially to, um, to Honorable MPs Alexander and Nesta, who were here this afternoon, and my displeasure at those who did not turn up. It does not bode well for governance in this country, from all, all that I see, And here, I do not hear any apologies. I think I heard that there were only two apologies to people who said that they would not come. The people were invited, MPs were invited, and I hope that our two MPs could carry back some of that displeasure to their colleagues. So please, and I hope the press would record my displeasure. It does not bode well, and I'll have to watch what I do with my tax money. Um, Our young students have set an example. I've set an example for consultation and dialogue in this country, and it has been rejected. I repeat, it does not bode well. And I hope that the MPs and their political parties will have statements to make to these students to explain their absence, and I hope too that those political parties will invite these students to consult with them on this particular issue. I'd like to thank the students against sexual orientation discrimination, um, Joel Simpson, Kimo Benjamin, and I refer to the research done um, by Joel, by Kimo, by Ufi Brooms, and by Clayton Newman. And uh, a lot of my presentation is based on perhaps some of the sociological issues around um, sexual orientation and the discrimination aspects. And I'm going to use the work done by Clayton in um, a year ago when he ventured out tentatively into the margins of society and i meant that because he ventured out into the night with great fear and he ventured out to interview 20 young gay men facing great abuse to, to 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 document the experiences they have living in georgetown i acknowledge two chemo's concerns and i agree that since I joined um, Help and Shot, I've been subjected to the same kind of taunts and slurs. Fighting for women's rights is an anti man kind of thing to do, but I'll be proud. I'm proud of what I do, and I'm not scared of it. But this, as chemo knows, is how our society is. Um, what Clayton summarized in his paper is that gays in Georgetown are subject to ridicule, tormented by their neighbors, taken advantage of, blackmailed beaten by police, and takes a toll on their mental health, their self-esteem. Many walk the road not necessarily looking for sex, but for people who would accept them for who they are. They do this at great danger to themselves, in the dark of night, in spaces where they hope others wouldn't see them. The, the, clause, the inclusion of the clause that was put up by our Constitutional Reform Commission showed, I think, a level of tolerance at the time the Constitutional Reform Commission put it out. It says that all Guyanese would be equal before the law. And I think it is equal um, before the law in... Um, and, and free from this, no law shall discriminate on the basis of race, gender, uh, smartest status, sexual orientation, etc. All the parliamentary parties, who, sorry, all the parliamentary parties, except Rohr were on the constitutional reform commission. It was interestingly to note that in 1999, in Rohr's submission of a draft constitution to the constitutional reform commission, in their constitution, they had put the same clause in. So then, um, at this point, I was happy to note that and in the seventh parliament, seemed that all were on board. Then something went wrong. However, this issue will come up, and there were a lot of um, discussions and mutterings, which I just want to talk about this afternoon. They know that as we discuss fund- this, this issue of sexual orientation as a fundamental right, is what, what, what we hear is going on in people's heads. Anal sex is disgusting, it is abhorrent, it is evil. First of all, and I'm glad it's there were some mutterings in the audience as Kimo was talking, that the sexual orientation issue is not only about male homosexuality, but also about women who might choose to have relationships with, not choose, but who are attracted to women. So, and this is an interesting discussion, because all of the issues in the opposition to um, the sexual orientation tends to be opposition to male homosexuality. And homophobia and sexism are very closely linked. And Jackson Katz, who works um, as a man against violence against in, in the states, he's noted that dealing with male violence against women means that men have to confront homophobia. There is a need to confront homophobia and to accept, perhaps, learn from men who have to deal with violence that it is okay for men not to be violent. Um... And interestingly enough, there's a discussion going on, which is pro- from Help and Share this point of view, on ending men's violence. And one of the organizers of the discussion within the states is the National Gay and Lesbian Task Force, because they have to confront homophobia. And all of the men who participate in that discussion have to be, are expected to be affirmative. Clayton, too, noted in his survey of his 20 young men that many of them did not practice anal sex. And um, in a subsequent uh, interview done by Archel Pravala in the Starrup News with some prostitutes dealing with HIV AIDS, female prostitutes, they noted that many straight men demanded anal sex from them. So this practice, anal sex, which we find abhor- abhorrent, it's that there are many other things that they are abhorrent, but we must not discriminate based on what we perceive people to do. There are people who eat pork, who eat wild meat. There are some of us who might be vegetarian and don't believe in that. There are other people who might choose to worship in ways which we don't worship. But these are issues, as we were talking about earlier, in the law and morality debate and the harm to others issues. So what people do in their privacy, should, should does that mean that we have to discriminate against them? On the second issue, religion. Ashish Nandi, writing in in India, in very troubled times, especially around the rise of of communalism and um, troubles between the religious communities, noted that secular democracies are myths. And basically, we've all had this idea of secular democracy imposed on us as though we can ignore God. But we can't. Because, especially in Guyana, we are a deeply religious society, and even though our constitution doesn't mention God, we were noticing in the Parliamentary Art for example, I think Parliament starts with prayers. So, Ashish Nandi has said that we have to acknowledge the religious perspectives. And we agree that, um, yes, religion, is, is, religion plays a major part. But on this issue, what we have found is that the religious community is not unified. There are some who are very strident and who have access to television and media and to power, and they abuse that, those rights to portray their intolerance. And they guise their homophobia under the bigger signs of um, intolerance. And what I wanted to refer to is a full-page advertisement that appeared on January 21st, 2001. I don't know if um, anyone would remember this, but this was a full-page advertisement saying the leaders of the Christian community to stop the legalization of homosexuality and other forms of sexual immorality, what is tucked away at the bottom here, furthermore, the Christian community is firmly opposed to the inclusion in the Bill of the Clause, which states that no person's religion or religious belief shall be vilified. I am concerned as a Hindu. I live in Guyana. I practice my religion in Guyana and I have no intention of subjecting my religious belief to any vilification. This is surprising. But this is not unbelievable, because there are many people who have abused religion in the past to practice the worst forms of discrimination and acts of violence. Slavery continued, for example, by many Christian people who used Exodus. Apartheid had its Christian perpetrators as the fascism in Nazi Germany. But I just point that in Guyana, with the rise in the world of great fascism, and the rise in the world of extreme fundamentalists, this is the kind of thing we do not want in Guyana. We do not want people vilifying each other. But it is interesting to note this is what is going on. Behind. And interestingly too, they say the Christian community, and later on this afternoon we will hear from, I think we're going to hear, A note from the bishop, the Roman Catholic, Bishop of Guyana, who disputes this. So the Christian community is diverse. We just had heard, too, a quote from Coretta Scott King, and I don't know if the authors of this will remove Coretta Scott King's Christianity, but there are also people like Archbishop Desmond Tutu who we're we're familiar with in South Africa who have supported the issues of fundamental rights for gay and lesbian people. The Hindu community too is diverse and I want to quote here some issues and in Guyana the Hindu community does not perhaps participate as much as it could into this kind of politics, but I wanted to quote here um, a conversation between uh, um, two swamis, Ganeshananda and Harshananda, with one of their disciples who said he was gay. And the Swami said, I don't think that there are many rules made by man which would be liked by God. They were written by men for men. Don't get taken in by what others say is right or wrong. Drag everything deep into your heart, study it with discrimination and then ask the question, am I hurting any soul through uh, my actions? Can the pain be avoided and if so, for what goal? Is the goal worth achieving? Be like Swamiji, that's Vivekananda, who was head of the Ramakrishna, and stop not until the goal is reached. Jiddu Krishnamurti, out um, out of India as well, spiritual leader, said that what is wrong is not homosexuality. What is wrong is the desire which creates envy, lust, and anger. And the desire to possess is wrong, not homosexuality. So this community is diverse. Um... In Clayton's interview with the the 20 um, young men, 18 of them said that they were Christian. And they have to war against, mix that Christianity with what they do in the evenings. And it was a great battle that they had to fight. And always as we maintain that the religious views are always against male homosexuality, they do not deal with female homosexuality. And again, it's because it is perceived that women have no concern, have no sexuality, and that female sexuality is a subject to what men want to do with them. Now culture, and religion leads to culture. And I remember the last time we had this discussion, there was domestic violence, man could have beat a woman with ease, and some men still believe that they could beat women with ease. But it's no longer in our culture. Our laws prohibit it. Even if it was in our culture, it was a bad thing. We were going to change it. Beating children is in our culture. I believe it's a bad thing, and I'm working hard to have that change with others. And we're going to get there soon. Cultures evolve. Morals and values change. We look around the world. We see the issues of female infanticide. That has that has to change. We see too. That um, homophobia and sexism in our own Caribbean culture very tightly knit together in Jamaican dancehall, reggae music. They've taken the tradition of Bob Marley who preached one kind of peace and love and converted it into the most virulent forms of lyrics and promoting virulent hatred against women and gay men. Now that is one aspect of culture. Um, in Trinidad on the other hand Sanchez was not allowed to sing his Chichi Man's Song in Carnival because it was perceived that uh, that song was anti-gay so our Caribbean culture even is different And as we look at culture we look at the um, issues of um, rights again the convention on the, the elimination of discrimination against women CEDAW which Guyana signed on which um, we, we just handed in our report the USA has not signed to it under severe pressure from many of the right-wing Christian groups who also oppose homosexuality to say that women's rights mean an opposition to family values. And there is a concern too, because I always remember when doing a domestic violence, a long time ago, and doing a domestic violence um, seminar with some church leaders, and one um, pastor from one of the reformed churches stood up and said to her colleagues, remember, the Bible has no good example of any of the families that we want to promote. So these are little things that we have to acknowledge when we negotiate with religion and culture. Religion and culture in India, even as the um, international, as the UN Commission on Human Rights, has sanctioned the government of India for not protecting the rights of its gay and lesbian societies. In two small communities, um, there were two 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 transgendered um, people were elected to public office. Kamla Jan, uh, who's an activist, was elected to become mayor of a small um, place, and Imran Musjid became, in uh, an Andhra Pradesh, a legislator. Again, we look in Africa, and it is not African culture we hear sometimes. But who's going to re- who, who, which one of us can remove Nelson Mandela's Africanists from him? It was his constitution. He was the leader at the time, and it was his constitution, as Joel pointed out, which legislated for the first time in the developing world, legislated the rights for um, um, gay and lesbian, South Africans. And, um, and that too was done on, 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 on the work carried out by people like Simon and Coley and Zaki Akhmat. And they maintained that they worked hard against apartheid, they worked hard for these rights. Um, in Japan, Ami Kamikawa, transgendered woman, is um, elected to, to the municipality in Tokyo. So culture, religion, there are all sorts of things happening. There's a great diverse as Schemo pointed out, the, the views are not standard. Um, uh, back again on culture, Keith Boykin, who identifies himself as a black Christian activist, has noted the rise of the rampant homophobian sections of Africa, especially from Mugabe and from uh, sorry, from Zimbabwe and from Namibia he couples that with the kind of sentiment expressed by white colonialism in old Africa. And he compares that with the kind of work done um, by Mandela. So we come on to the discussion now. Homosexuality is a choice you can choose. And I'll never forget um, a friend sitting down with me. He didn't used to like dark-skinned women. Now he likes dark-skinned women. So therefore, that's all part of sexual orientation. Who knows? Um, we cannot, we do not know nature. Um, the American Psychiatric Association removed it, removed homosexuality a medical illness. Exodus, it's a Christian organization and His Way Out Ministries and Pastor Lee, they're, they're coming to, to Guyana in July again. Um, they promise and they have evidence that through prayer that some men have changed, some men mostly have changed their homosexual behavior. Exodus 2, two of the founding members of Exodus, uh, two men, they they left Exodus and they're living together. And one other man was banished after he was sworn, John Pollock, after he was found in a gay bar in Washington. So, yes, maybe some people, they go, they pray, they might decide to remain celibate. And I think this is the position of the Catholic Church. The sexual orientation is an issue, but if you're sexual orientation, you do not have sexual acts. And um, but the point is is that uh, it's it's not a medical illness the medical science once thought it was an illness and tried to treat people with uh, electric shock therapy, tablets, um, all sorts of things to get people to to change and I think here um, so it again to the pain and fear experienced by the boys on the, on the road. And we had the experience here of teachers who are afraid, and like Kim was talking about he thinking that he would have to stand here, what would people say. There are other people who feel that way. And we've got some anonymous emails and letters written to the newspaper by people who just put their names down, who, who can't put their names because of they can't express that fear. And in the last forum, when he presented, he said, you know, we have to prove this kind of discrimination. But we had to make the point, what the students have said to the MPs, the lesbian and gay people are not going to come out to prove the discrimination because that might make things worse. And we had to quote from a teacher who said that he had to sit down after having received accolades from colleagues, from the parents and from his students, that he dare not say anything, dare not even write anything, in support of this issue because every single one of them from the headmistress coming right now, have experienced virulent homophobic statements to him. So he has to hide and contain his sexuality, he loves his job more. And there is a young woman who did not want to participate in this because again she might have felt that it was um, going to be a slander on sexual orientation. Um, One young man wrote about being depressed, crying in the office, hiding and not talking anything or saying anything. So, I do not believe that people will choose to be like this here in Guyana. Um, you, you can't choose a life which will subject you to this kind of thing. And I think what the medical um, science has shown is that homosexuality people are born that way, as many of the the, the guys who and spoke with. That is what... Um, that's what they know. Um, then the next thing is, um, I don't mind homosexuals, but I have a problem with marrying man. Okay? <laughs> um, in our constitution in Guyana, in our laws, we have recognized common law relationships a long time ago. Um, I think somebody would have to have a discussion what exactly is marriage and there's a civil um, procedure of what marriage is a recognition of relationships and I think our common law we have in in how we define common law we have to go to court prove seven years living together and things like that South Africa has had to, has recognized, because of this constitution, it is possible that some man or woman some will, con, will challenge our constitution to recognize their same-sex relationship. Does it mean that they might want to be down the doors of the church asking the priests marry them? Hardly likely. If people are homophobic, they're not going to go suing a priest for not marrying them. South Africa um, has allowed adoption it is a low transference of rights of kin. And Newman in his report noted that the, gate, the, 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 the people he spoke with, the boys he spoke with, are the men,
1: noted a desire for
0: an environment in which stable relationships could evolve. Because part of what was happening in the community, you do not sanction stable um, relationships. Interestingly enough, all kinds of family relationships are under threat, and there's constant um, discussion over family and trying to improve family life. Um, so here are people, I think there was a cynical view um, on, on, the, on the gay people, the gay rights people, who wanted to have marriage. There was one man who wrote, who said, you can't believe this, there's so many people fighting to get out of marriage, and there's so many others who want to come into it, <laughs> why would you want to do that? But, but the, the issue is, the recognition of the relationship within our law would mean, for example, recognizing next of kin, dealing with transference of right, rights and sharing property. Whether this marriage is, we've already recognized common law relationships, so I don't think that they're a problem. Our Domestic Violence Act is remarkably progressive in that it is gender neutral. And Help and Shelter has had at least two cases of same-sex, of issues of domestic violence and same-sex relationships. In both cases, the victims did not want to go to court because they were scared, even though the Domestic Violence Act does not deal with it, but they did not want to test it. The next um, issue, sexual orientation means, oh God, pedophilia, and I, I remember one um, one prominent Christian saying, what would happen, that means I can say I like children and you have to give me my rights to do children, that's a lot of codswalla. Because heterosexuality, which is okay and accepted, we sanction only consensual heterosexual behavior. And in fact, we need to improve our criminal offenses to acknowledge that especially by children who are sexually abused can have better access to justice um, Our sexual offenses acts are horribly out of date. And we also work to look at issues on age of consent and issues of rape. And sexual orientation is not about pedophilia. There are many, there are many um, heterosexual men who, um, who, who, who target young girls. Um, they, 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 and, and law will be there to protect those. And remember, we have the, 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 the concept on which we build our, our laws are that um, we don't harm others. So sexual orientation is not about pedophilia, even though um, people might believe it is. For the people who are non-religious, this thing is against nature. It stops procreation.
1: And I refer to letters
0: written by Justin DeFratas and Philip De Silva recently in the newspaper. And I have to refer to letters written in the newspaper because I think we very rarely have any other kind of public discussion. learning smiles. I hope you read them, Laureline. And also, Shrinivasan has a Varcharya who is a Vaishnavite priest in India. He has thirteen children. And on this issue of um, of 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 nature and, and homosexuality, they said, "What is nature? Which one of us could determine that this is nature? There's so much diversity in us. Is it fair to assume? And who knows the issue of homosexuality or sex?" might be nature's way of controlling population growth. Um, <laughs> it might be, and this is what, you know, but these are the things which have come up. Um, so, and, and Sanskrit, there are Sanskrit references in the Manusmriti and in the Skanda Puran to the concept of the third gender, the tritya prakriti, so that, that is the men who are impotent or sometimes neutral and there are rules assigned for those. So, in, um, in conclusion of where I am, and I think in, in Clayton, he says, through interaction with these men, I overcame my prejudice. I realized that gay, men are, gay people are human, they come from the margins, and that they deserve all human rights. And I want to read again another letter, which in case you might not have read, which was shared last week Homosexuals are not seeking special privileges name and address provided said because he can't put his name I'm assuming it's he, it might be she um, We are not seeking to force our way into your private life and we have never tried to exclude the religious community from anything Rather we seek protection from acts that hurt us hurt us solely because we are gay And we're not talking about violence. This is also about employment, access to benefits, and freedom from harassment. In your private homes, clubs, and churches, you will still be free to associate with whom you wish. No government has the right to take that away from you. Every government, however, has a duty to ensure equal access to opportunities and privilege by all its citizens in the public sphere. My appeal is to the members of the National Assembly is to listen to this young man. Thank you.